0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Medical Receptionist Network podcast. My name is Siobhan Atkins, and I am going to be uh, the host for the show today. And I am rolling solo. We're going to talk about some professional and personal benefits to being uh, in healthcare, especially in the role as a medical receptionist or medical secretary. And I have a couple of things I want to, you know, discuss today. Um, If you have not grabbed your medical receptionist handbook to, to success i definitely recommend that you look that up uh, available on amazon and barnes and noble definitely a, a great tool great resource share it with your friends share it with your employer uh, definitely some benefit and great uh, information and you know tools in there for you um, again our website is medicalreceptionistnetwork.com Uh, We're still working on that. So in the next couple of weeks, we'll have a beautiful site for you to visit and contact us. In the meantime, uh, you can reach Medical Receptionist Network at info at com. That's info at com. You can email uh, with any questions. You can also email if you're interested in being a guest um, on this podcast because we want to hear from you. We want to share your your view of, you know, your position or your experiences in healthcare with everyone because we definitely, you know, we want to, to share all the information that we can and keep uh, an open line of communication to hear the various um, opinions as well as experiences and maybe other tools and tips that may may help us that we haven't heard yet. So today, as I said, we're going to be discussing the benefits of being a medical receptionist. I always found that one of the biggest benefits is fostering relationships in the healthcare field with other healthcare professionals. And I have to be honest, at the beginning of my career, I don't believe I took that as seriously as I, you know, as I do now. Um, I didn't find necessarily the value in it. It was kind of like I have a job. I'm going to do my work and you know get my check and I'm going to go home and you know I didn't see the future um, or really have any goals uh, related to healthcare uh, for my future. So it took me a little while to start really fostering relationships that have lasted you know years and years. But my my biggest thing is you know imagine had I done that uh, at the beginning of my career, you know in my early twenties when. you know, when I just had, you know, had the opportunity to do so. So one of the things I definitely recommend is that, you know, you you foster relationships that are, you know, not just friends and, you know, personal, but, you know, people that are going to provide you with some of the professional and um, advice or, you know, support that you may need later on down the line, and hopefully you're able to, you know, help them as well. But, you definitely want to have people, you know, on your team that will be honest with you, that will, you know, maybe tell you and show you things that you, you never thought of or you didn't think of for your career, for your everyday uh, interaction with, with, you know, other people in the field and things like that. Because the bottom line is, you know, a lot of times, you know, people will, can you know, potentially leave a job and leave in a, in a bad way to where you know, they no longer have a reference. And some people look at that and say, oh, I have plenty of other references. But, you know, you never know where you're going to meet someone again. And while the world is large, it's also a very small world. And you, you don't want to create that negative energy behind your, your career. You don't want to create a path that has all of these gaps and holes and things you don't want to share in your resume or, you know, stories you don't want to tell. A future employer about, or things that would just affect you in in the future and um, your professional life. So one of the things I always say, I figure, you know, if you're you're working with an employer and you're having a lot of issues or you seem to be the center of a lot of problems or conflict, you know, before you just walk away and take that same energy into another office, just look at yourself and look at what your part is in that and try to resolve it where you are first you know and then if you feel after that that okay this is not the best office for me this is not the uh, best you know culture for me then you move on but you move on knowing that you tried your best you've you know taken actually a look inside yourself instead of looking around at everyone else saying this person said this this person did this this person never gets the patience up on time you know instead of always putting the blame elsewhere look at what you can do differently to try to change your situation, because then at least you've tried. If it doesn't work, you can leave with a, you know, a reasonable, um, have a reasonable exit and still keep a professional relationship with that office or the practice or healthcare facility that you're working with. Um, It tends to become uncomfortable when you go on interviews and they ask you specific questions about, your past employment and, you know, you're sitting there and you don't even want them to call that place, you know, or you omit it and then they wonder why you haven't worked in two or three years or five years or whatever the case may be. It's just not worth it. You know, you want to make your next steps as easy as possible, filled with positive experiences or at least experiences where you can at least say you had, you know, a learning experience, a growing experience, a, an opportunity to to um, expand your your professional ability and your customer service and, you know, your quality of of service that you provide to the patients and, you know, the communication that you have within the office with other clinical providers. So, always something to think about. Sometimes we can't avoid certain situations, but for the most part, we really can, you know, kind of tame it down and, and be able to walk away with our head up and still have, you know, a positive communication and a positive reputation and you know take from that experience everything that you could that was good and take it to the next place and and leave all the negativity or the bad experiences or you know bad situations behind you um and you know you want to always the creating a, a positive job history you know immediately it may not feel like a big deal you know next two three years but when you go you know five and six years down the line it may become more important, maybe you're changing your direction, maybe you want to get into management, maybe you're changing your um, profession, you know, I've seen medical assistants go to becoming a registered nurse, I've seen medical receptionists just the way that I did, have become, you know, practice administrators, office managers, and you want to always be forward thinking, if this is a career path that you enjoy and you see yourself in for a long time, you want to make sure that your background is reflective of, you know, where you're going, so if you're already on the right path, make sure you keep that up, and don't let anything get in your way, you know, Um, and like I said, you foster those relationships, because you never know where you'll be, you know, and you keep in touch with the people who were positive in in your employment experience, you know, know, if you have someone who was kind of a mentor to you, who you looked up to in that field, or, you, you know, someone that you said, oh, wow, you know, They're following a path that I would like to follow in the future. Then, you know, keep those relationships because you never know um, how you'll be able to connect later on in life. Um, And that's been very positive for me. But like I said, if you have an opportunity to start early, definitely start early. And um, don't be afraid to put yourself out there. You know, you never know how you may connect with someone else regarding other abilities and talents that you have that may or may not be directly related to what you're doing today. Um, the other thing I would say is, you know, you have an opportunity to test new ways to run your, your front office and your operations. When I say test, I don't mean every day you're changing the entire process, but you have the opportunity to improve things and, you know, on your own without without even anyone telling you what to do. You know, say you have patients coming up to the desk, you give them paperwork or, you know ask them to, to complete something that's required for your providers and you notice that everyone comes up multiple times and you know maybe they're not clear on this or they're not clear on, uh, question you're asking or information you're requesting and uh, so now the next day you can say you know what yesterday three people came up they asked the same question today when I hand over this clipboard or hand over this tablet I'm gonna explain these three things briefly before they sit down you know and just those little things change and you can say okay why well, did that and now you know today I only had one person come up with an additional question as opposed to three like those little things can create such a difference in your flow of your front you know your front office and the efficiency of how you and, and the rest of your team at the front work together and you know trying those little things and maybe you just do it on your own you don't tell anyone and then you say listen you know you can talk to your manager or talk to your your co-workers and say hey look I noticed a lot of patients are coming up, they're asking about this or, you know, we're, we're not being very clear about this specific question or even IT. Maybe it's something that just needs to be changed in, in the way that the question is worded or the information request is is situated. So, you know, if it's IT or something you need to change on paper, you can say, look, I, t- you know, I tried this for this week um, on Monday and Tuesday. I did it the way we've been doing it. I had, you know, seven people come up. Um, You know the during the rest of the week. I switched uh, the process and I gave them some additional information up front And it was really a time saver, you know Can we add this to the form or can we um, make this standard that everyone gives our patients this information up front? You know, so you have the power to make those changes because you know often your manager or your administrator they may not be at the front desk with you all the time, you know, and they don't always see those little intricate things that may need changes that really affect you and, and what you do and how much time you're spending um, you know putting charts up and, and getting, you know, patients to the back and, you know, helping out the clinical staff in that way. So that's your, you know, that's your job. That's your place. That's where you can show that you're paying attention. You know, that you have the ability to come up with better ideas and ideas that are going to help the overall practice or our medical center itself so never be afraid to come up with something new and even think about some of the things that you and your coworkers discuss or things that are like pain points and when this happens you know this is an issue for us you know when you have those conversations always try to think about the solution instead of focusing on it's a problem it's a problem it's a problem let's focus on how can we change this what other things can we do to make this process flow you know, in a way that is more beneficial to not only us, to the patient, you know, to the providers and or the lab or, you know, whatever it may be. And and you have the power to do that. And sometimes when, when people are working at the front desk and I've, I've worked with people who, you know, they never offer their opinion. They never want to talk. You have a meeting and everyone wants,
1: you know, doesn't
0: want anyone to ask a question because everyone wants to go home. But then you come back the next day and you have the same complaints, the same you know, issues and problems that were there before you had the meeting and it's like use those times, you know, instead of being, um, hmm, instead of being disengaged, you know, try to engage a little more to where you can improve and, and trust me, you know what, if you're making improvements all the time, those meetings will be shorter, you know, if you come to the meeting with your three questions written down, you ask them, you get them out of the way, that's fine, you know, and allow for a short time for discussion that's fine. But some people don't even do that. You know, they rather come into work every day, see this, you know, similar issues taking place, and then never providing a solution, not even an idea, not even, uh, you know, it's just, this is what it is. But the, the bottom line is you can always make changes, um, you know, and, you, and you'd be surprised what you could accomplish if you use your voice and, and your own uh, knowledge that you've gained from being you know sitting at the front desk engaging with patients engaging with guests that coming to into your practice or your office and learning you know what the patterns are that's one thing that you have that everyone else in your office doesn't because if they're not up there they they don't know you know so they can assume but the bottom line is just like you if you don't double as a medical assistant you don't always know how how things flow for them in the back office or, you know how things flow when, when the lab is overwhelmed with patients you know coming in specific for the lab or specific uh, you know being sent up from uh, the rooms, you know patients that are already there. So you know we never assume that you know until you've had an opportunity to witness you know the process full- on for you know a few days or a few weeks and then you say, okay, now you look at that and sometimes that's a, that's helpful. when you learn how the process works behind you, now you know how you can improve your own process. To create a better flow for the entire office, so it's, there's always multiple ways to do things, and I think when we're open to that, and you know, you have these discussions with your management and your your coworkers, it also you know provides that teamwork and that team based um, presence to where you all know, okay, look, we we do this, this will be better, you know, and everyone just has to be willing to try it, you know. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but a lot of times. You know, when you start having a little trial and error, you will find that there are ways, um, you know, that as a medical receptionist, as a medical secretary, you can create um, an environment that that patients will be very, you know, happy to uh, come into, they'll be happy to engage with you and give you all the information you need to do your job because they see that you're on top of everything and that you want to get them in, you want to get them through the process, you want to provide them any paperwork information updates that they need and you know as a medical receptionist one of the other benefits is you get to improve your professional skills just as i discussed you get to improve your communication skills and you get to you know you're speaking to people from depending on you know it really doesn't depend where you are you know your patients and your patient population is generally going to be from all walks of life and from different you know places and different areas and you get to engage with them um on, on you know a pretty basic level, but a you know professional level. and whether that's over the phone or face to face, you know, you can always be improving your communication skills. You know, if people are, are if you speak low and people are saying, huh, 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 you know, you learn that okay, I need to speak up. I've had that issue. it's It's weird. I sound like I'm speaking loudly. Apparently, you know, it wasn't so much for everyone else. So that was something that I've had to gradually work on. Uh, personally, and then just your conversation conversation skills, in knowing when to when to kind of shorten those conversations, especially if you have a you know sometimes a patient will walk in and they want to talk to you as if you're friends, right? They want to stand at the front desk and talk about a bunch of different things that have nothing to do with their appointment, and sometimes that can back you up. You know, it's taking you away from you know answering the phone or Uh, you know, taking care of the next patient uh, quickly enough or even getting that patient who's standing there in front of you getting their information in or, you know, getting their chart to the back or whatever it is you need to do. And sometimes it becomes a a distraction. So learning how to kind of cut those things off without being rude, that's something, you know, that's skill, you know, because sometimes, you know, some people are so aggressive with the way that they speak and the way that they uh, communicate that you just, you almost feel bad to cut them off you know without or you don't know how to cut them off without being rude and it's just as simple as you know saying you know what miss smith i you know this is a great conversation but i really want to get you in with the doctor so if you don't mind i'm gonna get you trying to please have, please have a seat you know and you sometimes you have to do that because otherwise you'll be there you know for an hour trying to figure it out or they come out and they will do the same thing on the way out and i've seen that happen and if you're a talker yourself, always be conscious of what's going on around you. Because if your coworker is now taking four or five patients while you're sitting here talking to someone who, you know, just wants to be friendly, you know, you may have to say, Look, I, I need to assist, you know, my, my team here so we can get everybody in, then you have to say that. You have to be, you know, pretty concrete about it and, and move into the next step of whatever you're doing. Um, but sometimes It's almost as if, you know, people get into a conversation or they, you know, get into this with someone, you know, that came into the office. Even if it's a a pharmaceutical representative or someone who, you know, has some goodies for the office, you don't have to. Just because they brought something in does not mean you have to engage with them for a long period of time. If you have work to do, you have to, you know, uh, re-avert your attention back to where it needs to be. So it's very important. Always be conscious of that. You know, if there's no one there and it's really slow and you were able to get the chart up and the patient is talking, you know, okay, fine. You can give them a couple extra minutes. But still, just because there's no one there, that doesn't mean you don't have things that you have to complete for the day and for for your office to continue running smoothly. So that's always the priority is obviously taking care of the patient and then making sure everything else is going smoothly. So sometimes you have to just step up and say, look. You know, we're done here, you know, in the nicest way possible, but don't be afraid of that and don't be intimidated by, you know, someone who comes and speaking loud and fast and you, you just feel like you have to stay in that conversation or, you know, in that communication because they are there for an appointment and that's, you know, that's what you're going to make sure it happens. Um, a couple other things. One one thing that, you know, people tend to say when they're thinking about changing jobs, um, in healthcare, especially for, you know, medical receptionists, like, Oh, the grass is not always greener. But then on, at, on the other hand, you can say, oh, but we have to get uncomfortable and we have to try new things. I would definitely say, you know, if you're ever interested in moving on or maybe you're moving out of state and, you know, you're going to have to take on a new position, always go in with a, a clear a clear mind, and, and be open to what could be. Um, sometimes the grass is not always greener. Other times you walk into a situation that, you know, speaks to you as, as a healthcare, you know, pro- professional and a medical receptionist, and you love the setup, and you love the people you work with, and the culture is, you know, right up your alley, and you just feel at home there. Um, but sometimes that doesn't happen, and, you know, I've seen people come and go to the same office I left and returned to a practice before and you know when you do that sometimes you feel like you're taking a step back but it's all in how you approach it and how you look at it you know it turned out to be one of the best things that I could have done for myself a lot of other people had that same experience and not to say they never did eventually move on but at the time it just you know wasn't the right right move for them so always just take into account, you know, when you're leaving somewhere or when you're considering it, ask yourself, why am I doing this? Can the issue or problem or whatever is turning me away from this place or turning me off or making me want to explore something different? Is it, you know, is it more of me or is it more of, you know, the, the atmosphere or, you know, any, you know, uh, negative experiences that you're having or... Um, abusive, you know, interaction you're having with anyone there. But definitely do your pros and cons before you, you know, run to the next place. Especially if you, you know, when we go one place to another to do the exact same thing, you have to find the growth somewhere. So there has to be either I've learned all I can here. I really don't feel like there's much more for me to, to learn or to do or to perfect. And I really want to try another specialty or something like those things make sense. But when you're just leaving because you have kind of these inter-office, you know, really, when you look at the bigger scheme of things, um, conflicts, sometimes you have to, you know, it's better off, as I said before, like, look at what your role is, see if you can fix that or... Find solutions to that before you take that energy into another place. It's just best uh, that you do that because if you take that same experience and you assume that the next place you go to is going to be just like that, you may, you know, you may set yourself up for another ne- negative experience. And I think there's so many positive things to gain uh, from working in a healthcare setting, uh, from working with physicians, nurse practitioners, midwives, you know, medical assistants nurses, I mean, you're, you can create relationships that will last a lifetime, and, and not only professionally, but, you know, personally. I can say I worked with a physician once uh, for many, you know, a couple of years, and then later on down the line, I had to take a family member to see one of the physicians that I used to work with, and, you know, that doctor ended up finding an issue that my family member's original physician did not find. And it resulted in, you know, taking care of a, a problem that had, had lasted a, quite a long time. So it's just like, you know, professionally and personally, you know, these are healthcare providers. This is, you know, it's not like you're working for someone who you may never, ever see again, you know, especially depending on where you live, how large your networks are in, in your area. So, you know, always, you know, think about that and just go in every day with your mind open and a clear head and know that you're there, you know, to to build yourself up and to provide your patients with the best experience at the office. You know, it starts with you, it ends with you. And on that note, I'm going to say thank you so much for listening to the Medical Receptionist Network podcast. My name is Siobhan Atkins. I look forward to coming back with you on our next episode. And again, if you haven't uh, got your copy of the Medical Receptionist Handbook to Success, you can find that on Amazon.com. And uh, I would love to hear your feedback. And again, You can email me, info at medicalreceptionistnetwork.com. And until then, you are the bridge. Have a wonderful day.